It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Utah Jazz get a much-needed win over the Denver Nuggets in a Western Conference battle. An offensive game plan yields 17 corner three attempts. Red-hot shooting carries the Jazz. And while Rudy Gobert's line wasn't as good, his impact might have been just as good as Nikola Jokic. It's all coming up on tonight's edition of Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's postcast is brought to you by The Store, 60 North South, 20th East. Get those mudslide cookies after a good day. Oh, maybe I'll have to go ski snowbird or solitude tomorrow so I can get mudslide cookies on the way home. Yeah. Might have to get those dot pretzels there too, right? <laughs> Or the Rich's Bagels or any of the other great local products there. Feel free to stop by uh, The Store at 60 North South and 20th East. Friday's June Pie Day, by the way, too. All right, uh, let's just go big picture. How big a win for the Jazz tonight? Huge. Totally huge. First of all, because they go in the sixth spot as far as the playoff, well, tied, right, with, with, with San Antonio. But you just look at the standings and you, you feel like you're moving up and, and uh, your, your early season struggles are uh, starting to show that you're, you're a pretty good basketball team. I mean, this, this is just huge. I, I think the confidence of the players, especially with so many guys out and you're meeting a very good team in the NBA. I mean, there's so many different things that you can look at that the guys can build can build on. This was a crazy game, so let's walk you through it. The Jazz started brilliantly. They were ahead early in the ballgame. Ricky Rubio had eight points, three assists, and then leading it 25-14, to 14, Derek Favors and Mason Plumley got into it. Uh, they both got ejected. I guess. I don't really quite understand why. Uh, Favors definitely pushed Plumley, which was worthy of a technical. Plumley came back and Favors hit him with a kind of forearm toward the jaw. That was definitely worth a technical. Uh, but they both instead got ejected from the game. The Jazz led 30-24 to at the end of one. They kept that lead by seven at the half. And in the first half of this game, they hit 13 of 27 from three, a franchise record. In the, in the first half, the Jazz offensive rating in the first half was a 139, scoring 1.39 points when they crossed the half court. They led by eight at the half, and they the game got down to four here in the final minutes. It was the first time since 55-50 that the game had gotten inside five. So the Jazz really were in control most of the night, but it felt like a huge battle. Well, it felt like it was a, if the lead wasn't that big, you know, a, a 10, 12 point lead felt like a five point lead because you could change, change at any time. 
Denver Nuggets only won one quarter, and that was the fourth quarter, 28 to 26. So, but so for the most part, the Jazz you would think were in, in control, but as you just mentioned, you know it, they're one of those teams that can really, really explode on you. You had mentioned also the, how good they are in the fourth quarter and and, and the the record they have at um, at winning closeout ball games. Jazz finished the night with an offensive rating of 116, which is really high. It's one of their best offensive nights of the year. This should be very concerning for Denver. We'll touch on that in a second. But the key to this night was the three-point shooting. The Jazz, after that incredible first half, still finished with 19, one short of their franchise record, 20 against San Antonio. 46 three attempts, 17 of those corner three attempts. What allowed the Jazz to get those looks? Well, it, it, again, the, the penetration um, and just very good ball movement. Ricky Rubio gives the Jazz something from that point guard position that that I think is something special because they do get more threes, I think, uh, three-point shot attempts whenever he's at the point. It seems like that to me because he does break the paint. Although he's looking to shoot the basketball, you know, probably, well, I won't say more than he should, but um, the Jazz usually get good looks because he's breaking the paint. They got 17 corner threes. The uh, premise of Denver's defense is to trap the ball. Jokic coming out. Jazz were so prepared for that to get off the ball in that fashion. They had played uh, another team. The Clippers did this to them. They torched the Clippers as well. That was even a better offensive game. You know what? There's a lot of things you can do against the Jazz, but they move the ball. They're unselfish. They all can pass. You just cannot go double-team the ball in the pick-and-roll against them. They'll move it, and they'll get good looks. And, and then that skip pass. Don't forget that. That is such a dangerous pass uh, for for the Jazz. I mean, it really works. They're looking weak side whenever they get into the paint, and they have good shooters sitting in the, in the corners. Royce O'Neal's been having a great series here, a good homestand anyway, and then with Kyle Korver over there as well. So you, you, once, you, once you're able to break the paint and once you break that, get rid of that, you know, that double team, Another thing that the Jazz were able to do quite quite well, and I thought Donovan and Ricky Rubio did quite a bit of as well, was use Ruby, uh, Rudy Gobert with that screen, with the re-screen. And then once they were able to get that angle, Donovan would go all the way to the basket. Rubio would a lot of times just pull up and shoot a jumper or kick the basketball out. So that re-screen, the Jazz, Donovan's starting to do a very good job of using it. Uh, and, and I think that's because he was you know, running the point there for so long. Five of the last eight games, Donovan Mitchell has scored 30. He was brilliant tonight. He had, I think, 13 in the fourth quarter, maybe only 12, maybe 14. I don't remember, actually. He had 20, 35 on the night. Um, two, two after the first quarter. And what this stretch he's on, what are you seeing out of him? Well, I just see confidence. I, I see patience. I, I see, and, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, I think he's added this movement in between dribbles in between the ball hitting the floor that's freeing himself and and to the point where the defender doesn't know where he's going with the w- w- off the dribble and, and he's and he's really creating some space there where he can get get some shots off so offensively that's what i've seen that he's been definitely been able to do so a lot of concern that there was something wrong with donovan is he better right now than he was a year ago i think he's yes absolutely he should be and and and, and i think absolutely he's better than he was last year the confidence is there um, and He's put in the time. I mean, he's put in the work. Uh, he has a lot of confidence in his shot. I know he struggled with it earlier, oh, a month ago or something like that. But uh, he's back with it now. And, and every time he shoots it, you think it's going to go in. What do you think of Nikola Jokic tonight? Twenty. What did he finish with? 28 points, 21 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. What a great 
player to play with if you're Murray, if you're Harris, if you're Barton, those type of guys there. You can see the shots that they get. Sets a very good screen out there, and, and you, you can't play off of him because he can – I knew he was going to make one of those threes, you know, and he wasn't going to stop taking them. But that is a great player to play with because he can do so much, and he's going to pass the basketball. So all you got to do is move, and you'll get it. So I, I think he's going to be an all-star. Yeah, he's definitely no question. He's an all-star this year. I think Rudy Gobert should probably join him, since Rudy Gobert finished the night plus 16 in his 36 minutes tonight. Great win for the Jazz, Minnesota on Friday. Thanks for tuning in to Postcast here on Locked On Jazz. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.